That's why I was Swifty and I changed my name to Swifty McVeigh. Oh. Proof Dirty Harry, you uh. know. Yeah, my rap name was Swift, aka Swifty. But when I got with D12 with my different identity, I changed it to Swifty McVeigh. Hey guys, welcome to Detroit Life Films. I'm Chris Wren, and today I'm so blessed and honored to have the one and only, only one, Swifty McVeigh in the house. Swifty, welcome. Yo, what it do? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of the brand. I have so many questions for you. Uh, where do I start? I guess I'll start from the beginning. So, first question of the day, where did you grow up? I grew up uh, west side of Seven Mile, man. Uh, Seven Mile and Living Noise is my stumping grounds. Detroit, Michigan, uh, right in the avenue of fashion. <laughs> right there, yeah, right yep. there, Living Noise, so right, between yep. 7 and 8 Mile. Yep, right there in the avenue of fashion, man. I actually... Uh, Lived right off, uh, lived right off a of seven mile. I went to an eight mile elementary school, seven mile junior high school, seven mile high school, and um, that's where I was born and raised, man. All the way into grown man. Wow. Can we ask what year you grew up there? Uh, <laughs> you know, all through all through the half of the ago. half of the seventies, all through the eighties, all through the nineties, into the two thousands. Uh, that was my stumping grounds. Uh, wow. Never ever moved anywhere else. Now, yep. how did that impact you growing up as a man, being a part of the Detroit, and being a part of technically Detroit fashion? Like, did that mold you to like do different things growing up, like through high school and all that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I come from an area where uh, fashion was very important, man. You know, we had the, uh, the Seven Mile BKs. Big shout out to the Seven Mile BKs. Oh yeah, British Knights. Yep. Well, yeah, they say the British. They, they used to wear British Knights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, Seven Mile BKs stood for Black Killers. Oh. They wore British Knights. Oh. And because I didn't know of that. yep, give you a little history. Because of the BKs, they wore the British Knights. Whatever. So snakeskin belts, silk shirts. You know, kangaroo boots, Max Julians with the furry uh, wow. hoodies. That was our thing back then. I used to watch the OGs wear them, man. So fashion was a was a big thing, man. People was all around there, uh, you know, took that, taking it, uh, making it a high standard to be fresh. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was very influenced back there. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm the youngest of six girls, man. <laughs> I'm the youngest I'm of six girls. I'm just finding this out. Yep. I'm the youngest of six girls. Uh, they, we got the same mama, same daddy. I got a half brother that lives in Australia. You know, wow. big shout out to him. And uh, I was raised with my sisters and my niece. My, my, my niece was like a sister. She's uh, three years younger than me. She grew up in the same house. Wow. So she's my that. niece, but she's like a sister. So basically, I uh, grew up with uh, seven girls in the house. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have been a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Okay, move forward. I'm just, I'm just playing, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, so rewinding the clocks... How I have to ask you, you know this is coming. How did you ever get into music? I'm sure music was wrapped with fashion. How did you ever get into the music scene? Man, let me tell you, man. Do you want me to just be specific? Like, yo, specific? Uh, oh, just generally? Okay, just, just generally. I, I've, what been in the, I've been in the music ever since I was like six years old, man. This is all I ever wanted to do. The only thing that I ever wanted to do to fall back on if the music didn't work was uh, I was in a karate I like, you know, oh, yeah. beating up people when I was young. Wow. In uh, gymnastics. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in the gymnastics. Yeah. Every time gymnastics came around that year, I would always look at gymnastics. They flipping and all that. And I taught myself how to do gymnastics on my own. So that was one thing that I, I wanted to get into was wow. that. I didn't know that. But yeah, but music, that was it. 
I mean, you know, besides the karate and gymnastics, that's all I ever wanted to do. So when I was six years old and seen Run DMC on the screen, it was a rap. And when he said Calvin Klein, no friend of mine, don't want nobody's name on my behind, that metaphor, I knew what Calvin Klein's was. I knew yeah. it was in the back of pants. And I was just like, oh, I want to start writing clever stuff. So ever since then, I just kept it rolling, man. Um, you know, writing raps in my kitchen at seven years old, four in the morning. Mama used to wake me up wow. like, clean the, clean the table up. I'm just like, uh, okay. Battling on a playground at eight years old. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I had a manager. When I was 15 years old, I had a oh, manager. Did yeah. shows around the city. Went to New York for the first time at 16. 16 in New York City. Yep, just to That's get scary, a deal. Man. I wrote down all the record, record label addresses on paper. Didn't have no old appointments. School. Old school. Just went there, walked in like, what up? Every year I traveled out of town to try to get a deal, man. You know. Wow. Yep, yep. So this is all I've been trying to do all my life. Music. I've been in New York, man. It's a scary place. <laughs> you walk into these places with no appointment. They, half the time they don't want to see you. They don't want to talk. Oh, she's busy. Leave your name. They'll never call you back. Oh of course. man, yeah, they deal that's, with so many crazy. people out there, man. It's a it's a whole another another zone because they deal with so many different people who trying to get on, man. And the energy out there is just unmatched. So you just gotta really, really have thick skin <laughs> and persistence. To, yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. So going back, back, back. You said you wrote your lyrics down. What did you write them on? Like what? Like did you keep them in your pocket or did man, you have like a drawer? Let me tell you. I like used crayons? to just I used to take paper, man, and I used to always have my <clears throat> album set up before I had any music or anything. So when I had pen and paper, sit down at the table. Let me get all my titles together. Let me figure out what my title's going to be. Didn't even have beats, but if I ever made a song, this is the beat in my head that I would want to use, and just used to write albums. This imaginary albums with no beat, man. I just used to beat wow. up the table and write raps, and um, just had them ready, man. So when you heard some of the beats going forward, did you have to kind of alter the beat? Did you teach yourself then to rap? I guess because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I taught myself, man. I mean, you wow. know, trials and tribulations. You know, I just try. I just went with the times. I came. I came up in a time where the old school rappers who set the trends. You know, you can tell who you listen to the most because I was I was trying to find myself. Sure. I end up sounding like who I listen to the most because I I wanted to rap at a time where rap just pretty much started. So they were the trendsetters was right in front of me, and this is what it sounded like. This is who I sounded like until I found my own mojo. Sure, you know what I'm Who'd saying. Who'd you sound like then? Rock him, Big Daddy oh, Kane. Okay. You know, LL Cool J. Those oh yeah, were, those were the him. ones who inspired me. You know what I'm saying. And then I remembered. Uh, Run this here, rock this way. Oh, yeah. It's like rock and rap, and they bang through the storage unit. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's people rapping in the storage unit, but we've never heard anything like that before. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Like, and, Run DMC cool. trendsetters. They trendsetters. A lot of people don't wow. know they was the first MCs to get an endorsement deal with clothes. Wow. A lot of people don't know Adidas. Kangos and Adidas. Well, yeah, Adidas was, was the first endorsement deal that rappers yeah. ever had in history. Wow. I Run, didn't know that. Yep. Run DMC was the first rappers who ever went platinum. They was the first rappers that ever made it on MTV. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So watching them inspired me, and I just, you know, mimicked them because I thought this is what it needed to sound like. So as rap, you know, evolutionized and got different, I just started yeah. to find my own style, man, and got better and better and better. Man, I got a lot of songs from back then that I listen to now that I'd be like, oh, man, this is so whack, man. I, I don't want nobody to get their hands but on it. But you had to go through that growing spurt, I'm sure, yep. like as designers as I did. Absolutely. Um, that's yep. pretty interesting to me because... You know, moving forward and many years later, you don't know how to mold yourself. But if we rewind it a little bit after writing your raps down and going to New York, you said, what happened with that? How did that turn out? Going, well, You know what, man? I went to New York. Like labels. I said, I went to New York for the first time at 16. 
you know, walked in there, um, didn't really pop. But then I went back to New York again when I was 18. So two years in, later. Almost got a deal. You know, one of the producers we was with at the time, you know, was supposed to send him more music, but he didn't take the music serious, man. So yeah. he made us lose a deal. It was actually with Def Jam. We walked into Def oh, Jam okay. and they kept us in their office for like six to seven hours, sat us down, got wow. us a hotel. They loved our music and our demo. As soon as we went back to Detroit, we was supposed to send them more music. The producer, man, he so was So that was with yourself or with other that was, artists? That was me. I, I, was, I was with a group called Rabies back then. Okay. You know, uh, we was like real popular. We was like hood stars, man. This was before the D12 days. So me and the Rabies just used to just go to Philadelphia, go to, you know, New Jersey, New York, just randomly. Just traveling. Just to try to, yeah. We Getting out there. Actually, I actually went to uh, New York again with without my rap partner. And I always traveled every year to try to go get a deal. That's all we did. The year didn't go past without me trying years. to try to go to another state. What did you do in the middle of the year? Just doing shows, small just, shows? Just or shows, just rapping? studio, Were you rapping. working at all in the middle of this? Every now and then. Odd jobs. You know what I'm saying? Um working here and there but my, my time was resorted to to going to the studio hip-hop yeah. shop but hip you had to pay for the studio time i'm sure absolutely and then, and then i had a and then you know i had a lot of producers who took me up under their wing too that was wow. a blessing like so i didn't have to pay, pay for a lot of studio time because right. it was always producers and managers who believed in me who actually was like yo i want to take you up under my wing and come record because they believed in me so that was a blessing so that's why when i see people outside with cds i always buy one from them or yeah i listen to them because god blessed me with the opportunity to get supported by people so i see where other people coming from when they try to get on i try to give them that love because i know he god gave me that same love by putting people in my life that believed in me oh, yeah. which was a blessing you know what i'm saying it didn't work out with a lot of people Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't, but I'm thankful that I got put into them zones. So, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, yeah. So, you said earlier D12. Let's talk about D12. First yeah. of all, how did you even get into that scene? How did you find everybody you were man. with in the band? What happened exactly? Man, it's crazy, man. Like with D12, man, um, we've been we've been knowing each other and we all been cool <clears throat> before I actually got in the group. So, a lot of people might have think that uh, I got in a group, just met everybody, and it was just like this new thing. But no, I've been knowing everybody in D12 for years before I actually got in the group. Wow. So, yeah, I had my own thing going on. Everybody was solo artists. I met con artists at the uh, Grand Quarters. The building is tore down now in downtown Detroit. It was at the Grand, Grand Quarters. was on uh, Grand Boulevard, as a matter of fact. Uh, two years later, he was at the hip-hop shop. He brought Caniva. I met Caniva through him. I met Bizarre at the hip-hop shop. Proof grandmother stayed five blocks from me. I met Proof at his grandmother's block, but he stayed on the east side with Caniva and them, so he was going back and forth. Went to the hip-hop shop. He introduced me to him. You know what I'm saying? So I used to see everybody every week, every Saturday for years. Wow. Rocking the mic with them. They invite me to shows. I go to shows. They invite me to studio sessions. I go to studio sessions. I invite them back and forth until one day Proof came up with an idea to do a Detroit version of the Wu-Tang Clan. So he whispered in all the elite MCs and ears and said, hey, I got an idea to put together a group called D12. You want to be in it? You can be in it. Me, I was a part of another group already, so I was like, nah. But right. me and Bugs, which was a part of D12, Bugs thought that it would be a good idea that I joined because I went solo. Me and my old group member disbanded. I was solo. Bugs was like, yo, come on in. I came in. Two weeks later, Bugs got murdered. Wow. And, um, and then Sorry we made here. a pact that said uh, whoever gets signed first will come and grab everybody else. M got signed with Dre, got on, album went platinum. 
He came back, created his record company, pulled us in, and it was history. Wow. How did, how did, how does that make you feel? Like looking back on the beginning, like from the struggle to him coming back and getting you. What do you think about that? Man, I mean, it was a a, a great thing, man. I mean, you know, when once I seen how my name is video in my mother's living room. It was just the feeling was just uh, I can't even explain the feeling of that 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 comfortable like ah yeah it's almost like you sitting in a ditch and you got nowhere to go and then all of a sudden you see somebody look down on you and throw some rope and you're like ah <laughs> finally I know somebody that actually kept his word or whatever and- yep like they like I'll be right back I'll be back with some rope and you just sitting there in that ditch just ready to wow. get out of this ditch and then all of a sudden you come back and you look up and the rope is in his hand and he throw it down. That's the great, that's the feeling that, you know. You oh, would, yeah. Yeah, so uh, once he did that, man, um, I got hungry. I was already hungry, but everybody was inspired, and we knew that we had to take our, uh, our our material to the next level, man. So we went to the studio and went hard. You know, Proof it ended up moving to um, New Jersey, and then we went out to New Jersey, took like three buses and four subways to the studio, made a demo, came back, gave it an M, and was like, yo, I knew I was going to come back and get y'all, but now that y'all showing me that y'all hungry, I'm going to create my own record label and put y'all up under the record label so y'all won't have to wait so long to come out. So he created wow. Shady Records. We the first artists on Shady Records. Blam. The rest is history. Dude, that's like so like when you talk about it, it <laughs> makes you think, like gives you goosebumps a little bit. Like, I mean, you talk about it now, but when you look back on social media and everything, like what happened, it's, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Like So from going to that point to... I'm sure you did tours. Like, where have you been? Where did D12 take man. you and M and all them to? Where'd you guys exactly go? And what'd you I guys can, do? I can say, man, we went around the world <clears throat> two or three times. I can humbly say that, man. Um, it's a few continents we haven't been to yet. You know, uh, maybe like Africa and stuff like that, and like Egypt and all that. But like Europe, we went to Europe a thousand times. We went to um, Australia a thousand wow. times, Japan a thousand times, and um, we've been on a lot of tours, man. It's like a blur, <laughs> you know. Uh, a lot of great moments, you know, we paid our dues. I always tell people oh, yeah. there's two dues you got to pay. First dues is the dues you pay in the hood when you're trying to get on. Oh, yeah. Second dues is the dues you got to pay after you get signed. So we went through it, man. And um, people done died, you know, coming up in this game to get what we needed to get, man. So um, I'm just blessed to be able to have the opportunity to be able to touch the people around the world and people appreciate my music. And uh, that's what's up. Man, it, like I'm like, gives me kind of goosebumps <laughs> thinking about all that. I know we can go deeper, but yeah, we won't have too much time. But so from today moving forward, and I know uh, started like two years ago. I think we met a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe like three or f- three years, man. You know, I I I knew the name. I knew you were on D12, and we hooked up. I know we uh, you, we done collaborations. I know we got something big coming out. You did the Detroit Life. Yeah. Uh, volume one yeah, uh, a year ago. Yep, yep. I know you got some skill. I know you got some mad talent. My man, good look. Um, I know that D12 is kind of not around, you know, RIP, uh, proof and everything that happened with that. But as far as the group goes, name one of the best memories that you can name, I guess, from being in that, you know, years ago being in what you guys did, traveling or whatever. Shoot, man, that's a uh, that's a wild question, man. Because it's it, it never been a dull moment. It never been a dull imagine. moment. Like we laughed about something every day. And when I mean, and no exaggerating, it wasn't a day that went past we didn't laugh about something. Whether it was in the studio, whether we toured, whether we chilling with each other, man, at a show, behind stage, whatever, man. 
we laughed and enjoyed the moment because everybody's energy matched. Everybody was on one accord. Everybody was aiming for the same goal. And that's why things feel like a, a big blur because we had so many great moments, man. Um, if you ask, I would be sitting here scratching my head trying to find <laughs> one yeah. because it was so many of them, man. Um, but just being around everybody and the energy and knowing that we were on one accord and everybody, uh, you know, was open-minded and the same level of open-mindedness create creativity-wise. Wouldn't nobody know leader, although Proof was a founder, and he was the one who knew a little bit more than us when it came to the industry and taught us a lot, but he didn't say, well, I'm the leader. and wasn't no leader. It was just everybody was comfortable in their own skin create creating and doing what we needed to do, and that's why our chemistry was so strong, not to mention we knew each other before we actually got together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but the chemistry was just, was just strong, and with that being said, that's the recipe, man, for a great group, great music, and great history. You know what I'm saying? 100%? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know you got that 100% uh, mentality of positive energy. My I man. know where you got it from. I appreciate uh, it. We're so blessed to have you aboard with the brand. Thank you. Um, we've done so many collaborations, but it doesn't seem like it's enough. Like I feel like every time we do something really great, <laughs> <laughs> you got this next idea. I got this next idea. Yeah. Um, so being part of Detroit Life and this new 313 collab we got coming out. Absolutely. Um what inspires you to do stuff with Detroit Life, I guess? Man, me loving Detroit, me being a Detroit native, Seven Mile representer, to put these good quality clothes on my back, man, makes me feel empowered, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like I you know, you know, before I uh, put the clothing line on and I go to different places, man, I already feel empowered and proud to be from Detroit. But just to have this on, man, takes it to the next level. And not only the, the clothes are great quality, not only are they dope, the the feeling I get to be able to represent not only lyrically but through clothes it resonates through the creativity of what I want to put down to the fans too so when I put this on it's almost like me being Thor with a hammer or walking into that <laughs> phone booth Superman like you know what I'm saying so that's a good point yeah that's a very good point because I always said it's just it's way more than a t-shirt it's yep. empowering your city the people the fans absolutely and it starts with yourself you got to empower yourself to inspire and empower everybody absolutely. Swifty, I got to ask you, uh, how did you come up with the Rabies? Ha! The Rabies. <laughs> All right, man. The Rabies is a group. Uh, came out with that name, man, back in the late 80s. Big shout out to Beretta, a.k.a. Mr. Wrong, man. Uh, we decided to get that name. We First, we was called the Outcast. And then we had to get the Outcast up because of the Outcast. Big oh, yeah. shout out to Big Boy and Andre 3000. <laughs> yeah. We seen a video and we looked at each other. Was like, oh Oops. man, we got to change our we name. Out. So we always looked at each other as, uh, you know, rabbit dogs. Like that's my dog. And then we always had a what we call a lyrical dog style. So we just wanted to translate it and say with dogs with a rabbit style. And we always talk that crazy, you know, horse core, you know, type of lyrics, man. So. Rabbit, we got a rabbit style, and that's how we uh came at MCs when we was at the hip hop shop, man. So rabies pretty much stand for dogs with a, a lyrical, a rabbit lyrical style. And when you hear us rap, it's like, dang, we coming at you like dogs with rabies, <laughs> right? So that's pretty much what it what it stood Crazy. for, man. Yeah. All right, you know, I gotta ask the next question: How did you guys come up with the name D12? Well, you know, uh, what proof came up with the idea? Of course, the D represents the Detroit symbol of the D. D12 stands for Dirty Dozen. And when it first was created, it was 12 MCs. 
you know, and um, 12 MCs, everybody kept falling off the map. Some would stay, some would not stay. And then when the smoke cleared, it was only six MCs. And then it was like, okay, well, how are we going to be Dirty Dozen with six MCs? And we said, you know what? We're going to have two different identities. That's why Eminem changed his name to Slim Shady. That's why I was Swifty and I changed my name to Swifty McVeigh. Oh. Proof Dirty Harry, you uh. know. Yeah, my rap name was Swift, aka Swifty. But when I got with D12 with my different identity, I changed it to Swifty McVeigh. You know, and, that's crazy. Um, yep, and then um, Con Artist, you know, uh, the Nine, aka the Con Artist, and then Canava, Rondell Bean, Bizarre, Peter S. Bizarre. So basically, six MCs, two identities, which makes twelve guys. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy if you think about it. <laughs> I heard the story before, but when you say it, it's much more real, like. Face to face. Yeah. That's 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 incredible. And if you guys don't know, all you got to do is Google D12. But just in case you don't know, we're going to tell you. So, Mr. McVeigh, <laughs> what is all your social media platforms? Uh, and actually, for booking, and what is the most platform you're on the most? The platform that I'm on the most is Instagram. Uh, you can actually holler at me on Instagram at McVeigh D12. That is M-C-V-A-Y-D-12. Same for the Twitter, MCVAYD12. Facebook, I'm on there every now and then, but I'm on there a lot, but not as much as Instagram, which is uh, facebook.com slash SwiftyD12. You know, so you can holler at me on all those platforms, especially Instagram. If you want me to holler at you about something, I might reply and say, what up, though? <laughs> um, that's what's up. It's really, really me. I don't have no blue blue tag, but that's that. really me. Yeah, it's not certified. I don't care about all that certification. It is me. On there, I, I don't have people uh, online putting pictures and stuff up for me, man. It's me doing all of it. So I'll let your boy. Yeah. And uh, Swifty, uh, you're drinking that uh, delicious Detroit Life water, but uh, website? Which website? This is actually Absolute. <laughs> oh no, take it easy. This is not sponsored by Absolute. This is this is that uh, is the rock vodka. This no. is Ocean Spray cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> this is Detroit Life Water, man. This is delicious, man. No, this is like oh, this got a pH balance of twenty nine point <laughs> six. This is good, man. Come to Detroit Life Store, get you some water, get you some gear, get you some masks, get you some skull caps, get you a Carhartt nice jacket, nice man. jacket. Get you this uh, long john thermal, shirt. thermal. Who's John? <laughs> no, my website is um, allthingsd12.com. Go holla at us. Just recently launched. Big shout out to Canava. Um, we got some big things coming, man. Um, when you check the uh, website out, you see our catalog on there. We got some new music. Uh, Detroit Life 2 is coming. That's Real actually massive. what I want to talk to you about next. What's next for the collaboration with Detroit Life and uh, the Swifty McVeigh? Yeah, man. We actually coming out with a Detroit Life 2, and we're going to go ahead and put it together where we can have some clothes. Merged in with the album So if you're looking for that big package deal You got it Some great music with some clothes to go with it You know what I'm saying Detroit Life clothes that is I'm working on uh, my brother's Keeper 2 With my brother Canava from oh, D12 I didn't even know Yeah you up. know Yep yep We just started to uh, to launch that But what's next next Is that Detroit Life 2 I'm like 80% done with it man So Ooh. be on the lookout for that Now was um, that the Cypher Or yep. is that Yeah we got a Detroit Life Cypher on there man With a, uh, some massive Detroit artists on there man I ain't gonna tell you who it is It's gonna catch you by surprise <laughs> So be on the lookout for that man And um We collaborating man We we got some things going on Me and Chris Reynolds You know we putting it together Like the zipper on the butt of leather man So <laughs> Let's Well go. that's what's up man If you guys got more questions And wanna check out more Click on this link 
and Swifty McVeigh will give you a hug. Zainar. Well, hey, Swifty, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. And, man, I can't wait for the collaborations we have coming out. Yes, I didn't sir. talk about the 313 because we're going to drop that on the world when your lyrics oh, are yeah. ready. Absolutely. But thank we're you so cooking. much for being on the uh, on the show. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for having me, man. Peace out. I salute y'all and everybody who support the brand and support Swifty McVeigh. Let's get it. Rockin' with Detroit like Brandon on my chest. Rockin' with Detroit like Brandon on my chest.